please stand clear of the doors. You know, we're on the monorail, and we're going to get ready to go on Utopia. Uh, the Utopia track is fun, but I like the Utopia line. But it's not named Utopia here at Magic Kingdom. Okay, think about more than just yourself, Joe. You're so selfish. <laughs> Our podcast is a worldly podcast. It is called Utopia more than one place, which means that is the major name. Plus, it's original. Welcome to episode 119 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on Autopia. What do you guys think of Autopia? Uh, oh, so let's just talk about this quick, quickly, okay. right? This is kind of including all of them, is that correct? Right, a little bit, yeah. Because it's not called that, it's not called Autopia here at Magic Kingdom. Correct. Right, but we are going to be including all of them. Yes. Okay, so Alex... Let's yes. go ahead and talk about this because you and I, we're, we're going to have a little bit of debate here, right? Because I like this ride, right? Before we hear your, before we start talking about Utopia, I want everyone right now that's listening to close your eyes, right? You have the smell, that nasty smell. That's, that's the worst thing about the it. Gasoline right? The smell. smell? The gasoline the, smell. The yeah. exhaust. The exhaust smell. That part's gross. But besides that, it's a nice, beautiful day. You have your, you're driving with your, you know, son, your daughter right next to you, and you're driving around the track, and you see all the flowers and all the, all the trees, and you see people walking around the park, having a good time. You see the people mover, go, you know, moving people <laughs> across the track. You see, you're here at Magic Kingdom, you see Tron, the Tron coaster. It's, it's nice. It's a nice, it's a nice ride. Right? Okay, I don't know what <laughs> you're doing when you're on that ride with your kids. Because let me give you the reality. There we go. And I and I I, I like the Get him, I've Jen. got I've got I've got good memories of this ride. Get him, Here's Jen. the reality of it, especially if you're riding it with your kid. So the first twenty seconds of it, it's optimistic. Because now you're giving you're you're giving your child who does not have a driver's license the opportunity to drive a vehicle, and that's great until you hit the first turn, and then your kid completely and totally overcompensates. Bam! You hit that side rail, and then you can't recover, and you just keep hitting the side rail over and over and over. And then, of course, now you're slowing down, so the car behind you is coming up on you. You don't want them to bump you, so you're trying to get your kid to move faster, but you're controlling the the pedals because they can't reach it. And so then you keep going and going, and it just gets worse and worse. And now you're getting upset. And now you're yelling at your kid. Come on, just keep it straight. <laughs> So I don't know where you're getting all this time to look around and smell flowers and all this stuff like that, because that never happens. Yeah. That ride that you described has never happened with both of my children in I, all of the years at Magic Kingdom. It's happened. I've had like one bad experience on this. Have this you attraction. ridden the ride twice? Yeah, I ride it. I ride it. A, I've ridden a bunch of times. I've ridden it with my wife. We were both in there. It's so much fun. No, both licensed fun. drivers. It doesn't matter yeah. who's driving. It's not a fun ride. It's slow. It's boring. But it'll if be I want to drive better. a car, I'd go drive a car. Let's update it, right? Let's go well, ahead and on. make it let's, so Let's it's... get to that later, because I think that's a good idea, updating it. 
But I just want to talk about how the ride is now today. I think t- the ride today, it's not a good ride. It's not fun. It's it's like Jen said, it's 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 jarring to your body as an adult. And, you know, the kids are excited because they get behind the wheel. And then you realize, oh, I know why kids don't get to drive till 16. <laughs> okay, hold on one second, okay? I'm going to go ahead and stick up for the kids here a little bit. Okay. It's hard. Even as an adult licensed driver, it's kind of hard to drive those. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're making it even worse by someone who doesn't understand how the pedal works. <laughs> yeah, but they can't go off and start crashing into people. What's right. Funny? You're right. I'm looking at Steve. What's Steve right in chat? You're right. He, you can't. The kids can't jump the curb. You're right about that. And thank God that they made that change. He does say it. We hear that this is Lovatopia. Listen. Oh, leave it in there. We're gonna leave it in there. For sure. So the funny thing is, is that you know there are certain categories of rides. Um, I this one gets thrown into the nostalgia category. And I'll, I'll get to that in my memory, but that's where I would place this where it's not, it's not a tier one ride. Um, we were at magic kingdom this week and had a little bit of time before we got stuck on the people mover for an hour. Um, but we had debated on riding this ride and then we all collectively were like, eh, I think we're going to pass. So yeah, I don't blame it you. Always, it always has a long wait. It does. It didn't. It didn't. And that's why we contemplated it. It didn't because it was like spit and rain. So, um, but ultimately decided against it. I would I say, is it a long way? I'd say it's a medium way. The weight's usually never out of the shaded area. That's what I recall. It's usually always, I would say average 45 minutes. Mm, right. I would never wait 45 minutes. Me either. It. But the line could, neither would I. the line is made to hold more than 45 minutes. Would you agree? Yeah. So the line is contingent on the skill of the drivers that are currently driving, because if you start getting people piled up and a backup, you know, halfway through the track, then yeah. it slows that ride down. So. For sure. So let's go and give it a rating, right? Let's do it. So Alex, we're going to give it a rating first. Sure. I'm going to give it a four. Four. <laughs> okay. How about you, Jen? I'll give it a six. Okay. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Oh, a six. Oh man. A six and a half is like a, is like a four for you. Wow. Have you yeah. ever done it that yeah. long before? Yeah. He Jared, Jared right now he's in chat. He's saying six also. Uh, six and a half. I mean, I, to me, I don't think I can give any ride under a five at Disney. You're at Disney, right? You're having a, you, you should be having a good time. Let's get to the his on Utopia. Autopia is a car track attraction at multiple Disney parks. It debuted back in 1955 along with Disneyland. This ride allows anyone tall enough to drive a gas-powered vehicle around the track and is a hit with the kids. There's an Autopia at Disneyland Paris, while a very similar attraction named Tomorrowland Speedway residing in Magic Kingdom. And Tokyo Disneyland's version is called Circuit Raceway. This is one of the few opening day attractions that still operate today. Your key line in that history is that it's a hit with the kids. Yeah. Because really, I mean, if you were to actually pay attention, mm-hmm. how often would you see adults, you know, Disney adults? Yeah. Just riding... Disney adults in that ride? Right. I mean, honestly, because you rode that ride to get to Magic Kingdom. Right. 
I mean, a nicer version of that, right? It, it's a total novelty for the kids. Hey, look, guys, you can drive a car just like mommy does kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I've wrote it multiple times as an adult with other adults and no kids. Uh, because, you know, if you don't go to Disney very often. You go there, you're like, oh, I'm going to hit all the rides. And that's one of the rides you're going to hit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going consistently, I would not write it very often at all, no. And if you're walking by it and maybe it's, there's like a five-minute wait, uh, I mean, I think I would probably ride it if I was, you know, to stay by myself or with my with my wife. You know when we tend to hit this is at parties. Um, you know, Moonlit, yep. what is it? Moonlight, Moonlight Magic. Magic, yeah. Or uh, Not So Scary. And, you know, when it truly is a five-minute wait, that's when we'll hit it just because it's that's kind of when we hit the, the odd ball rides that we don't normally have in our repertoire, like the um, Astro Orbiter and mm-hmm. things like that. We'll hit those on uh, those nights when the lines are so low. Mm-hmm. And you, you even said a little while ago that you were thinking about riding it when it wasn't very busy, right? Yeah. And yeah. ultimately, and, and that was a night, um, it was a party night, so attendance was down. I mean, attendance has kind of been down at Disney all week anyways for the past um, few weeks. But um it was almost like it was that time, that changeover between where regular park guests are leaving and then the boobash kids are, you know, coming in kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so it, it seemed like it was a pretty short line, but ultimately, yeah, it was still like, we have a limited amount of time. Let's do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. While Walt Disney and his crew were dreaming up their future Disneyland park, Walt knew he wanted a land that would display technology and the future of America and the world. President Eisenhower was advocating a strong transportation link across the U.S., known now as the highway. Walt wanted to show people the freeway of the future, and that was through the attraction Octopia. In almost all planning drawings of Disneyland, Octopia existed, an advocate for the future of transportation. Walt wanted the vehicles to be designed for older children and adults to drive and ride together. Bob Gurr drew up the plans for the Mark I, the first Autopia car, which he created by blending a 1954 Porsche with a 1953 Ferrari. As testing went on with the Autopia vehicles, Imagineers noticed the vehicles getting damaged by cars colliding on the track, so Disney had the vehicles surrounded with a spring-loaded bumper. Autopia debuted with the park on July 17, 1955. It was different than the ride we see today. There were no tracks to guide the vehicles, and the track wasn't as long. The car's maximum speed was 7 miles per hour, and the ride itself usually lasted around 8 minutes. The track allowed adults and taller children to steer around the corners, over bridges, beneath tunnels, and around the lagoon. It operated as an e-ticket ride and was the hit of Tomorrowland. Upon exiting the attraction, Disney gave guests a free Autopia driver's license, printed on globe paper, similar to the e-ticket. These licenses were available from 1955 to 1960. So can you just imagine the mess? They had no tracks? Well, it must I mean, have been like freaking crazy, man. People were just press crashing all into each other. I well, want to know what the what the amount of accidents were before yeah. they finally installed that rail for safety. Well, you'll know when they install the rail, but yeah, I can't pl- I can't imagine the ride without it because people would go, you know, go side to side. You know, if kids are driving, they're running into each other constantly. I mean, these vehicles. I wonder if they spun out seven miles an hour. That's not fast enough to spin out if you hit wrong. If you're t-boned or. I'm sorry if you're pit maneuvered. Yeah. And you're also talking about this open. Okay. So Disneyland 1955, you know, Southern California, that rain is not anything that you would 
you know, that's not a regular occurrence right. in Southern California where you'd have to worry about that much yeah. like you do, you know, on this side of the country. So, yeah. But I mean, think of it. I mean, from a tech standpoint in 1955, um, you know, this is state of the art. Yeah. This yeah. is. You know, what a novelty, really, truly a novelty. So, um, but when you said bridge, I just had this terrible vision of, you know, how long was it open before somebody tumbled off of the bridge or <laughs> missed the bridge or something along those lines? Oh, there's no doubt about it. People were probably getting injured like crazy. And that's, you know, this was one, this was one of the attractions that they, you kind of saw on the Imagineering story, like yeah. the very first episode. And people were like jumping over. Like railing. there's like a fence around a railing. They were jumping over the railing to run to the cars and get in cars, like take people out of cars, you know, and stuff like that. It, it was like insane. I can't, I can't imagine. It, it's like night and day difference to safety now than it was back then. That's like when you see those pictures of like, you know, kids playing in a park back in like the 1950s. They're like 50 feet up in the air and there's like no support. Yeah. They're like on gravel, they fall down. Like you know, now everything has to be a certain way. Which is good, I think, right? I mean, I, I also think people are different now. Can you imagine sitting there, right? You're you're in line for the speedway, and it's like a forty minute wait, and you see some people jump over the railings to skip you. Can yeah. you imagine what would happen now? A fight, a fight would. Oh happen. my gosh, it'd be it would be insane, right? So I also think people are different now than they were back then. I yes, guess. I agree for sure. Autopia was such a hit that before the year was over, Disney already planned a second Autopia to be built in Fantasyland. Disney partnered with Richfield Oil Company to quickly build Richfield Jr. Autopia. The new Mark II was used, which ran smoother, included booster seats, as well as pedal extenders for the shorter children. Junior Autopia's track was a little smaller than original Autopia, and it included the center guardrails that the vehicles used as a guiding course. It opened on July 23, 1956, and two became a quick success. Tomorrowland's Autopia was renamed the Richfield's Tomorrowland Autopia. This wasn't enough Autopias for Disney, so in 1957, they debuted a third Autopia, named the Midget Autopia, in Fantasyland. This tiny course was designed for only young children to operate the vehicles. In 1958, Junior Autopia got remodeled, with its attract being increased to match Tomorrowland Autopia. It reopened in January 1959 and was renamed Fantasyland Autopia. In 1966, Midget Autopia closed down to make room for the now-instant classic, It's a Small World. Upon its closure, Walt decided to donate the track and vehicles to his hometown of Marceline, Missouri. There, the attraction ran at the Walt Disney Municipal Park for almost 11 years, until maintenance and upkeep became an issue. The tracks were taken out, but you can now see a winding walkway where the track was. Okay, so PC Nightmare, <laughs> with that name. Didn't age number well. one and number two can we just appreciate the fact that there was a there was a pivotal point in disneyland history that they could have basically made a different turn and just been a giant go-kart park yeah yeah they were and like we would not be where we are today yeah they're like we have three autopias do we need four <laughs> <laughs> i mean really that could have taken that turn and that could have just been very quickly um you know, a, uh, what do we have over here? Our go-kart city or, yeah. uh, you know, fun just, spot. they just went all in on go-karts. They're like, this is the future of everything. <laughs> that one have been, uh, went go-kart very well. pirates, go-kart jungle cruise. <laughs> but you see, they put the railing in within a year. They had the center. Just on so... the, just on the little one, just on the one for oh. the lower, the younger kids. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. And then the so, I think the younger younger kids, the Midgetopia. If I'm running correctly from the pictures, I don't think there was railing in that one. Oh my gosh. I That's... could be wrong. And you know what? Let me look it up. So Midget Utopia had a railing. I looked up the pictures. They did have railing, and only one vehicle could go at a time, Joe. One vehicle at a time? Well, as in, like, there was only one track. Oh, okay. It wasn't, okay, like, okay. multiple ones next to each other going around. It was one track. Um, but, yeah. Okay. But what do you think about Marceline getting its own attraction? I think that's pretty cool. It's crazy. Perks of uh, having famous uh, residents, I guess. Yeah. Now, when I was doing this history, I did find a little tidbit that said that Walt was in talks with making a Disney in Marceline. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, right now there's, I'm sure in his town, there's some type of, I mean, I'm sure they talk up Disney like crazy in that town right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think there's a Disney museum there. Probably. You know, that kind of has his trains and stuff like that. Uh, But that we i mean how do you feel that park would have done there middle america yeah i mean perfect it wouldn't it wouldn't even be an issue for orlando or california cuz it's middle america it's way different um location yeah i agree yeah. with you if that would have been the primary you know focus it's yeah. not like there are other natural or other um, attractions or anything like that, tourist destinations nearby. I mean, I, when you think of Marceline, Missouri, the next closest thing I can think of is what, Branson? Brown, Branson, Branson, Missouri, where all the old people go on the buses. I have no idea. <laughs> Disney was planning a second park in Orlando, Disney World. Of course, one of the attractions that were planned was the Autopia. The plans changed the name of the attraction to Grand Prix Raceway, with the theme being less futuristic roadways and more to do with international car racing, with the attraction operating very similarly to Tomorrowland Utopia. Disney partnered with Goodyear as the attraction sponsor. They supplied all of the tires on the new Mark 7 vehicle. Grand Prix Raceway opened in 1971 with the Magic Kingdom Park. The attraction was 38% longer than it is today, with parts of the track being removed to make room for Space Mountain and Dumbo the Flying Elephant. This attraction was a fan favorite, and in 1994, it was remodeled with the name changing to Tomorrowland Indy Speedway. In 2008, another name change happened, dropping the Indy portion and being named simply Tomorrowland Speedway. Over in Tokyo Disneyland, they premiered a very similar version of Utopia named Grand Circuit Raceway in 1983. The attraction was sponsored by Bridgestone and featured a grand stand for visitors to watch the races. In 2017, Grand Circuit Raceway was closed to make way for a Beauty and the Beast-themed area. I'm kind of surprised, you know, because I'm I'm reading this history and I see that, you know, they did close it for the Beauty and the Beast themed area. I fully expected that this ride was going to go uh, to greener pastures with Tron. I'm kind of surprised that they built it so close and kind of over. But, you know, I feel like wasted, not wasted space, but space, prime real estate that could have been, I guess, repurposed. Yeah, the um, Magic Kingdom. Indy Speedway, yeah, I am surprised they didn't get rid of it and put in Tron because it fits the future land so well. Well, I just don't. Can we talk about what we would put there or who should? I think Tesla should sponsor it. Yes, I agree. Tesla should sponsor it and become electronic, automated cars. And then, you know, in five, ten years, then the cars will be changed from automated cars to automated flying cars. That's a great, well, okay. Listen, we've been on the timeline of flying cars since I was a kid with the Jetsons and it still hasn't happened yet. Yeah. 
So um, don't hold your breath there. But, you know, when you're, you say Tesla and it, it sounds like it's not a bad idea, but I almost feel like that, you know, if you were going to do Tesla with that, that's something that would need to be more um, over Epcot test track area. You know, if you're really going to do something state of the art like that, I mean, I get what you're saying about, you know, it, it fitting in with the, the theming of the area of Tomorrowland yeah. and everything like that. But, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm not necessarily one for, you know, getting rid of the nostalgic rides and things like that. But if I were to pick one of the, you know, classics to go ahead and, and go on, it would be this one. Yeah, but if they updated it, right, and they gave it, like, you know, Tesla and, you know, making it green and have, like, a big thing saying that this is the future, you know, do it, do what's right for the environment and stuff like that, I think you can change it so it's not one of those attractions. Like, you can have the nostalgia of this ride, but it can be, you can make it better. Yeah, yeah I mean, you right? could see, I could see that. But our kids wanting to... You know, it's a kid attraction because kids get to drive a car. Are kids right. going to want to go to a place where they're just going to send a vehicle while it automatically an it an automated vehicle? Yeah, an automated vehicle. Well, it doesn't have to be auto, it doesn't have to be an automated vehicle. So what's the what's the you know what's changing about it? Just because it's electric instead of gas? Yeah, yeah. And you mean you're not going to get a headache by going there because you're smelling the gas fumes? But. Being electric, you can take out being auto, slightly automated. You could take out the middle rails and have it so the cars are stopping from bumping into each other using, you know, yeah. what they have in regular vehicles nowadays. The kind of steering wheel being moved in order to stop accidents. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Lane departure. So basically, then you really are like driving your own car with lane departure assist yeah. and automatic braking and all that stuff like that. It's it's like driving. So it would do all of that on its own. So yeah, you, you don't need the rails anymore. It's right. just going to stop you from hitting something else, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be kind of crazy with cruise control nowadays. Oh man, it's hard. I I I fall asleep really easily. I'm just going to put it out there. Cruise oh, control. So I don't have to worry about speed. I don't have to worry about lanes. <laughs> It's not, it's not good. So I'm never driving with you again. And I, I was going to say, not even in like the same area. Cause we've, you know, we've, we've caravaned out before places. So yeah, we will not do that. And it sounds like Alex is truly in the market for that self-driving Tesla. I don't even trust that. There's been accidents. I know. Well, there's I the feel... accidents of humans too. So. Yeah. But I feel like if you're driving, you're in a car, you, sh you need to be aware of what you're doing and what's around you for sure. Right. Even if you have like an autopilot feature where the car can drive itself, you kind of need to be paying attention. At least I would. Agreed. I would feel like I need to pay attention to what's going on. Agreed. Yeah, I'll, Alex is sitting I'll there taking a nap. I'll take a nap. <laughs> I'll, I'll play some games on my phone. Oh, my yeah. God. In 1991, due to the lack of interest, Disneyland's Fantasyland Autopia got remodeled to become Rescue Rangers Raceway. But returned to Fantasyland Autopia only a few months later, only operating on crowded days or holidays. In 1992, Euro Disneyland opened, now named Disneyland Park Paris, with their own Autopia. It was styled a bit different than its Tomorrowland Autopia counterpart, having a 1920s retro futuristic theme. In 2000, Disney joined forces with Chevron to remodel Fantasyland and Tomorrowland Autopia. Fantasyland Autopia was removed, as well as a track from Tomorrowland. A larger single track was put in its place, making Tomorrowland Autopia the last Autopia standing. The walkthrough received a revamping, adding in digital screens bringing the cars to life. The Chevrolet Corvette Stingray-style cars were now replaced with the three type of vehicles 
with their own personality. Sparky a sports car, Dusty an off-road car, and Susie a Volkswagen Beetle-style car. In 2006, Hong Kong Disneyland added an expansion onto the park, and with it, their own version of Autopia. This attraction was sponsored by Honda and featured electric cars with lighting effects and an onboard audio system. The theming included a lush jungle and an alien landscape. This attraction closed in 2016 to be replaced by Avengers Quinjet Experience. Also in 2016, Disneyland's Tomorrowland Autopia switched sponsors from Chevrolet to Honda. This also included new vehicle paint schemes and minor vehicle modifications. By 2017, all the Chevron references in the ride were removed. The ride vehicle videos were also changed to make way for Honda's attraction hosts, Asimo and Bird. Asimo is a robot who was featured throughout the attraction. You know when you hear a word too much and it kind of completely and totally loses its meaning altogether yeah. and you're just lost with it? Yeah. That's what just happened with Autopia. <laughs> That's what happened to me at the very beginning. I didn't heard it one time. <laughs> like you know you it's just the you say the word too much and it's just it's gone <laughs> yeah so there you go electric cars were a thing over in uh you know over in tokyo disney well they did they went hard man on all of these i'm parks sorry hong kong these, hong kong disney with with like just listen it's not gonna die it, a new park we gotta put the cars in it yeah yeah every disneyland had a autopia at one point and i kind of want to ride all of them you guys have no interest in riding the other ones no I would give it, it would be a one and done. Yeah. Just, just to say I've done. No, because there's, there's other things to do. If I'm, if I'm at those parks, I'm probably there for maybe two, three days. There's so much more better. More better there's more better. There's so much better stuff to do in my time. It's still open at Disneyland, right? Correct. Have you been to the one in Disneyland, Jen? I have, um, but I went when my nieces and nephews, who are now grown, um, were little. So mm -hmm. that they had the novelty of driving the cars. Mm -hmm. I don't think my children have ever been on it at Disneyland. And I was just thinking when we're there in December, probably won't ride it either. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's something. <laughs> Not my favorite. <laughs> quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Drivers must be 54 inches tall to drive alone, and all riders must be at least 32 inches tall. In 2001, Tokyo Disney Sea debuted Aquatopia, a water vehicle ride. Again, with the just. Dude, we're going to talk about Aquatopia at the end of this. <laughs> like, okay. this just goes so hard on the driving. We get it. <laughs> they love the Topias. <laughs> Walt took a test vehicle for a test drive, but didn't know it didn't have brakes, so he had to crash it into a wall to stop. Cracking the body of the vehicle in half. The Disneyland Paris Autopia is the only one to have a storyline at one point, calling the ride vehicles Astro Coupes as you drive around the city of Discoveryland Solaria. Walt had his own custom Mark I metallic maroon Autopia vehicle with no governor. He would take it onto the course when not being used and it would be displayed on a turntable by the queue's entrance. Four versions of Autopia were sold as toys during the 2000 summer season at Chevron stations nation nationwide. But hey, uh, so let's talk about this, right? First off, let's talk about Walt's Mach 1 with no governor. No governor, you know, baby. I, I wish so much <laughs> there was like video of him like just cruising around that thing, like just, you know, fish tailing around corners and stuff like that. I'm sure there is somewhere. It's in the archives. Yeah, jumping, jumping in a vehicle and realize there's no brakes. And he's like, I guess I have to crash it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take one for the team. Can you just imagine him crashing into the wall? Not only that, but crashed so hard that the body, the body of the vehicle cracked in half. 
Like, why would he not try to, like, you know, turn it a little bit? It sounds like he went straight on. <laughs> it cracked in half. How safe is that vehicle? Yeah, they were like, you know what? <laughs> Brittle was not a good idea for a body. <laughs> Let's talk about Aquatopia. How awesome Have you that seen sound? that ride? No. Oh, it's pretty, it's interesting. Really? Yeah. It's like, it's nothing like, it's nothing like this ride. It just has the name similar to it. But do people get to drive their own little boats or whatever? Yeah. So then it's a boat ride. Right. It's like a bumper cars almost. So it's just called. So it's not. So you're not cruising around. No, no, no. It's not like it's not like the boat cars at Disney Springs that are out and you're and they're, you know, they're driving. No, no, no. It's just bumper boats. Yeah. So you're allowed to bump into each other. I think I don't I don't know. I think so. I've seen something about it like a long time ago. I think that's that sounds kind of dangerous. Like you're bumping into people it can fall out. Well, it's well designed. It's not going to fall out. Oh, yeah. They had bumper. Um... I used to love bumper cars. I love bumper cars today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So do I. No. I been on a, Back I been injuries, on... guys. We're middle aged. I haven't Some been on a bumper car since I was like 10 years old. I would go to a, if they had a place just for bumper cars, I would go there. Like, I would go do it. You guys wouldn't do it? No. Oh, My I'm back sorry. would probably never be the same. I yeah, would you probably, I would do it in heartbeat. I mean, I, I, did, love I did throw my back out playing Four Corners once, but I would still do this. <laughs> hey, remember over at Disney <laughs> Quest where, where they had that thing where you can, like, it was like yes. bumper cars. Yes. Then you had to shoot, like, yep. it was like the Space Ranger thing. That that was, it was, was a Buzz Lightyear ride. Greatest. I know. I, I love that you. thing. That thing was amazing. You had to, you drove over the balls yep. and it sucked it up. It yep. was a two person thing. And Dude. if you shot the, the thing, two the person, target on no. the glass. I did it on my own. Dominated people. <laughs> but you shot the target on the glass yeah. and then the car spun out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. It was oh, amazing. I miss Disney Quest. That so was so I. much fun. Disney Quest was awesome. Yeah, because what the NBA store closed, we should, I hope they open up Disney Quest. Start 2. a petition. 0. Yeah. We should. We can do one of those change.org or whatever, those movement <laughs> things. Yeah, let's do it. We hear Diz his love Autopia and what it stands for. It was created by Walt himself and with improvements can still capture that futuristic feel it did in the past. This classic should some way, shape, or form be a part of Disney forever. Do we, do we love Autopia really love? You can say <laughs> we like it. You don't have to say that we love it every week. We like it like we tolerate. Time. We you like should, it like a friend. We hear, friend we hear it that Diz his. We hear it that Diz his just tolerate Autopia. Just don't tolerate you know, it's, it's we're ambivalent about Autopia. It's there, and you know, good for it. <laughs> good for it. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language, like Ursula, with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Memories, memories, memories. 
Memories, memories, memories. Memories, 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 memories. Memories, everybody. Listen to my memories. Okay, memories. So do you guys have any memories that you guys want to share nope. about Autopia? No, you don't have any, Alex? <laughs> I I I have such a little mental memories in my head. I don't want to waste sure. one on Autopia. <laughs> I do. I have a memory. Yeah, what's your memory, Jen? So my memory, well, my memory is my mom came down to Florida on vacation before we moved here and she brought home a coloring book, um, a Disney coloring book. Fun fact, it was a Disneyland one because I was very disappointed and confused when we got to Disney World and there was no Matterhorn Mountain. Like, where is it? Can't find it anywhere. But one of my like favorite pages in that coloring book was autopia and the thought that i could drive a car was so exciting so when we found out we were moving to florida and all this other stuff like that all i wanted to do was drive the car just please let me drive the car without my parents because i think i'm nine so i'm old enough to you know drive it without having a parent sitting with me and first time at disney drove it even at nine it was kind of underwhelmed really you were you were (laughs) underwhelmed yeah. Oh man, you're gonna love my memory. <laughs> but I do know overall it was one of those rides. My my um my dad loved it. And so he that was one of those rides that we did frequently um growing up was mm-hmm. was that because it was funny to him because he's a tall dude, you know that he's you yeah. know like six four. So for him to um be driving a tiny little clown car like that, it was always funny. So my memory is this is probably my worst Disney memory. Okay. Overall, I like the attraction, but this is probably my worst Disney experience was was this. And I'm still gonna share it. Okay. <laughs> What's so funny, Alex? It's just funny. Uh so uh, I'm on it. I'm on it with Nick. And we we're about to go. And the the steering on those vehicles are not very good, right? Like you could you say they're terrible. Them, they're terrible. They're terrible, That's why right? You keep going like this. Yeah, they're terrible, right? But I like the challenge of trying not to hit the <laughs> The track, right? <laughs> but the car that I got, that I got, had no, had no steering at all. Like it had none, right? Like, like I couldn't see. Like my the, the the steering wheel was broken. So I went with it. I went like you know two seconds, and I was like, hey, I waved someone over. I was like, this car is broken. And I think that the guy, like the cast member, was like, oh, people always complain about the steering these right? vehicles. Yeah, they're not very good. You know, he was like, he just waved me off like, oh, no, just go around. That's how they all are type of thing. I'm like, there is no steering. Like, there's none. Like, I understand that the steering is terrible on these. There's none. Like, I can't control it at all. And he's like, just go. And just walked away. And I was like, what the heck, man? So I had to drive around that course all the way with no steering. So it was me going boom, 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 the whole way around. And then you get some points where... You kind of get close to other cars and there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm like, you know, pretty much almost like hitting other people. It's like really awkward because I'm sitting there driving, like trying to go as slow as I can go. So it will kind of lessen the impact of me hitting the track all the way around. And so I got all the way through it. Right. And then uh, I think that they saw me struggling all the way around the track. And even though they saw me struggling, they had me go all the way around the track. So they were like someone I got to the end of it and they're like, hey uh you can go on again so they gave me like the same car no (laughs) they took the car right off the track like they took the car right off the track 
right? And then I got on it again and we went around. And I was like, why did you make me go all the way around this track like this? Like, why did you make me go all the way around the track like this? It took me like 15 minutes because I didn't want to go ahead and like, you know, go fast at all. I went like super slow. So yeah, like it was, it was terrible. <laughs> we here at Diz has loved Autopia. <laughs> I do love I do like the ride though. I do like the attraction. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. So, did you guys watch it? Uh, Atlantis Lost Empire? No, man. <laughs> Why? Have you ever seen it? I've seen it multiple I- times own it what do you think of it i don't think i've ever watched it (laughs) (laughs) alex what do you think of it it's okay i mean the animation's kind of cool the concept's kind of cool it's like it's like uh pirates in space right yeah no no no. hold on wait it's not in space no 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 this is the one okay see i get those two movies mixed up wait hold on which one is it then this is one with Atlantis, like Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Yes. Oh, they're trying to find Atlantis. Oh, so Treasure Planet and Atlantis. This is the one with Michael J. Fox. Yes, Michael J. Okay. Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I get those Jim two Varney's still, in it. Still haven't Ernest. seen it. Haven't seen either one of those. You haven't seen Ernest? <laughs> I've seen Ernest. But he's in it, right? Uh, Alex, what do you think of it? It's a decent movie. It's uh, interesting. I liked it. I liked it when I watched it before. I haven't watched it probably in a couple of years, though. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like National Treasure has like that mummy feel to yes. it. Uh, can you imagine them? There's talks of them doing National Treasure on Disney Plus, And there's even talks of them doing this live action. I think this would be a great live action movie. I think it would work. Yeah, there's not too many crazy things going on that they can't accomplish and look good. Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be like perfect, whatever. No, it doesn't have to f- follow the story to a T, but I think it can still have the same concept and make it live action, almost like a Jungle um, Cruise type uh, movie, right? That's what that's the feel that this movie has. Yeah. You're trying to find something. You're on a mission or like on a quest. Um, I liked it though. I didn't like it as much as my son liked it. My son really liked Did it. Did he really? Really? Yes. Which I'm really nice. surprised. Like, nice. He, well, yeah, yeah. He really enjoyed it. Um, this this was my first time actually watching the movie. Oh, really? So I've, before this, I have not seen it before, even though I've heard good things about it. Like, you, uh, you know, I think Jared, he at the very beginning, he was talking about that he liked it. I think some people in, in our Discord chat right now are saying that they like it, has they like a, it too. It has like a cult following, following for sure, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was mm-hmm. a flop compared to other movies made that year. Correct. I forget what movie came out the same year as it. That I think it was was it Stitch that came out the same year that was like the B movie and ended up doing better than the A movie, which was this the Atlantis movie. Is that that one or am I thinking Treasure Planet again? And I'm, uh, this came out in 2001. I think that this movie was supposed to be big. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't as big as they thought it was going to be. Right. It was a flop, I think. Yeah. And then uh, Lilo and Stitch came out in 2002. Okay. So maybe these two, because they had because they were being worked on the same time. And like one had the A team, one had the B team. And like Disney's mm-hmm. done in the past, sometimes the B movie ends up being a, hit, a smash hit and the A movie doesn't yeah. do very well. Yeah. And, you know, I think that they can do this movie. I think they can do a better job with this movie. I think now, especially with Disney Plus, right? Um, this also moved me, kind of got me thinking because it's kind of like National Treasure, if you ask me. I think I feel like it's very similar, to like National Treasure. And I feel like, can you imagine if National Treasure did like an animated series on Disney Plus? I think that'd be kind of cool. 
I don't think that'd be cool at all. You don't think so? I love those movies, man. I you don't, don't like, like those, those movies? movies at all. No? Also, Nick brought this up when we were watching it. This would be a good ride. It'd be in, what, which What way? Would it there's be a roller parts, coaster? Would it be a water ride? No, there's some parts. It kind of reminds me also of Journey to the Center of the Earth, right? Because they're uh, kind of digging a lot. In. Yes. And there's one part where they're kind of going into the earth, and it's kind of like, yeah. there's, it's, it could be like a roller coaster. So it would be like right. a roller coaster ride. But he was like, oh, Dad, this would be a really cool ride. And I was like, you know, this would be a really cool ride. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> you're <laughs> not going to, I mean, you're going to have, flopped. then you have another Pandora on your hands where you've got, oh, you know, ride or attraction or land that's but, dedicated to, Something from how many years ago? Yeah, but Pandora is supposed to be coming out with like five other movies, right? So if they make a live action movie of this Atlantis and it hits, and they, they can, yeah, yeah, they can keep on going. I feel like, I mean, this has to be Atlantis, just them just searching for Atlantis. It could be these group of people searching for, you know, Atlantis, Atlantis. or whatever. Well, other it's called Atlantis. Also, right? huh? it's I know called... it's called Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> Atlantis, but not Atlantis this time. <laughs> but B plus. You know, I recommend anyone that's listening to this right now. It's great for a movie night, right? Yeah. Go yeah. ahead and find. We post the the D plus like movie or show that we're kind of focusing on Monday nights. Go ahead and get together. Go ahead and watch this with your family because that right there is priceless in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, watching this with my my wife, my son, it was great, and this is priceless. And I, I uh, enjoy watching our D plus movie. Uh, on the weekends together as a family. So I definitely recommend it. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where between September 13th and 19th we'll be featuring the film Sister Act. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord and i'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast you can find the d plus club on all major podcasting platforms with new episodes every sunday see you soon do you need to go on a trip do you hate the hassle of organizing a vacation well say hakuna matata and call matthew over at travel by chewy he is an expert who can arrange itineraries from relaxing hawaiian getaway to an exciting theme park adventure the best part is his services are free Call him at 507-261-9773. That was 507-261-9773. And just let him know Diz has sent you. Niels wants to know. Hey guys, this is Niels from at Capturing Disney Parks on Instagram. And this time I really, really want to know what your most embarrassing Disney Parks moment was. Let's go. Oh, Jen has like a whole handful of things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. I can't I wait to hear Neil. I don't really have too many embarrassing things. I mean, the, the worst I can think about is maybe we went to the park like twice in two weeks, and I lost my wallet both times. Oh my god! But they okay. both wound up. I found both the wallet both times. But we went there twice in two weeks, and I wa- lost my wallet twice. How many times have, have I had to go back to the car with you because you forgot your ma- magic band? <laughs> oh, my gosh. A handful. A handful, for sure. Yes. At least two. At least. <laughs> so what's yours? So you're always forgetting. Let me think. I don't think I have too many embarrassing moments. <laughs> what? Can you think of any? Oh, my God. 
Which one? <laughs> just do a whole show. Oh, uh, embarrassing moment. Yeah. Me not wanting to go on attractions. Is that? Yeah, there you go. That's embarrassing. Oh, I have yours. What? I have your embarrassing. The Disney Quest. Yes. That's not that embarrassing. <laughs> oh, it's go totally. Embarrassing. All right, go ahead, Jen. You tell Joe's the most embarrassing story. Oh, I will. And that, I, does I, that count? I guess yes. it's on yes. Disney property, right? Yes. Okay. So here's what happens. Joe is, so we're, we're babies. We're like maybe 20, 18, 19, somewhere in there. And we go to Disney quest and Joe has yet to ride a roller coaster with us. So my husband has got this ingrained in Joe's head that we're going to build a baby roller coaster because they had virtual space mountain and that we're going to, we're going to ease him into riding roller coasters this way. So there's this whole setup that you do, you know, you build it. I think he put like one loop in it, you know, nothing exciting, whatever. Joe approved the track and then you saved it on like a, a little, I don't know, something card computer or whatever something yeah. like that. And then you went and you waited in line and it was, you know, this big red round wheel that they would load your, uh, your track into you'd strap in and then you'd write it. And so They, so we're waiting in line and there's this little teeny tiny screen where you can see the people who are currently on it and you see them riding it and, you know, you see their hair going up and down and all this stuff like that. And Joe's being oddly quiet. And so, you know, we're watching and now, meanwhile, my husband and I completely know that, that Joe's going to get his world rocked on this because we know that the, like the G forces and everything like that are going to be, or the upside down sensation is so much more prominent in something like this, as opposed to being on a regular roller coaster. So we're not saying anything to him. We just want him to write it. And so we're talking and we're watching the people in front of us and all this stuff like that. And we turn around and Joe is gone. He has just had this complete and total fight flight response. And he's gone to the point where the little doors that it is you, not, that's just something you guys added on to no, it. There's you guys like exatted, these swinging no, there's like doors and it's, it's like a saloon door swinging in and out. There's like, my husband will tell you, there's like a smoke trail behind him. He was, it wasn't even like he was out of there. It was like, a, he was afraid that we were going to grab him and throw him on it. He was not even in the, in the area. He was just gone so we're standing there and the ride attendants like where'd he go and we're like oh no <laughs> like it was embarrassing it was secondhand embarrassing it's not embarrassing oh it's totally embarrassing, embarrassing. <laughs> whatever <laughs> what people don't know though is that the more and more you push me to do something the more and more i'm not going to do it That's and i'm starting true. to realize that my son's the same way the more and more you push me to do it the more and more he's not going to do it and like out of nowhere we've been trying to push him to watch pirates of the caribbean for like months right and he's like i don't know i don't want to watch it hope he played the lego games and he still doesn't want to watch it and then the only reason why he doesn't want to watch it is because we keep on pushing him to watch it i didn't know where like the other day he's like can you watch the pirate movies and so far we watched like four of them that's one of the things i'm going to talk about here in uh you know a couple minutes or whatever but um but the more and more you push me to do it i'm just not going to do it i'm going to be a jerk and how's that <laughs> fun to deal with it's not fun to deal with at all it's it's not it's not fun to deal with but the most important thing is is that i'm starting to like roller coasters so i mean that's good that's true okay jen your your most embarrassing moment let's give us one don't we have can we just do a whole separate show on that um how about your most recent one oh my gosh um well that could have been this week now i'm just kidding we we kept ourselves in check this week but i see my daughter coming full circle and turning into a little jen 
which has been great. But um, the one that sticks out in my head the most, and you were there, Joe, is one of our Christmas trips. And my son was really the like bad toddler, right? Bad baby, bad toddler. Like he was. That, yeah. 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 He was great kid now. Yeah. Not, not a pleasure. He hated me. He hated me as a kid. <laughs> now he loves me. So it was, we had foolishly decided to park hop. It was like one of those open and close kind of days. And somebody had the brilliant idea that we needed to go to magic kingdom and see the fireworks. I don't know where we were coming from, but we needed to go over there. And so of course, you know, the, the toddler is done does not want to do this. And so we finally make it all the way over there. Everybody in our crowd is tired and nipping at each other and just little comments. And this person's mad at this person and whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And I just had like a total mom meltdown snap because as soon as we get settled to watch the fireworks or the parade or whatever, my, <laughs> I, I need to change. Do you remember this? Yeah. I need to change my son's diaper. And so I'm of course, completely exasperated because we're all set up and situated. And I look at my husband to try to get him to help me. He's not helping me. And I just bubble up and explode and <laughs> change the diaper right there, flinging stuff around. I believe I threw the diaper on the ground. Everybody's embarrassed. And of course, once you start rolling with that, it's really hard to dig yourself out of it. And so you just kind of follow through with it. And so I just go all in. Yeah. And so I was absolutely one of those people that, you know, other people are people watching. And they're like, oh, dang, what's oh, wrong with that woman? Everyone knows everyone has been there at one point, especially at Disney. And especially as a parent. Yeah. 100%. Hands down, my, my most embarrassing moment. Okay, let's go ahead and hear Neil's. I can't wait to hear this one. Well, my most embarrassing moment in Disney must have been the time when I was waiting at the exit of Casey Jr., Dumbo Circus Train-themed kiddie coaster at Disneyland Paris. It really is a kiddie coaster, trust me. It's less intense than the barnstormer you have in Orlando. I didn't go with my daughter and wife, um, and I think my daughter was like four, five years old or so. But I hated coasters, and I was afraid that this one would feel more intense than it looked like. A cast member asked me why I was waiting, and I told her that I was afraid. And, uh, well, she told me that I could handle this one. Then my daughter exited uh, the ride, and she was crying. She liked the ride a lot, but I think she bumped into something or someone. Anyway, the lovely cast member allowed us to get on the next train through the exit, if daddy was coming. <laughs> a bit embarrassing, especially when I wrote it, and I discovered that it really was a fun but slow kiddie ride. <laughs> Another embarrassing moment was the day that I was born. I was in a room full of people I didn't know, and they saw me naked. I didn't talk for a year because of that. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so really funny thing about Niels is that him and I, that's kind of one of like Kindled spirits. Huh? Kindled spirits. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of connected over being like babies. Not really, yeah, being babies pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. What did you do in the world of Disney... Jen, what did you do in the world of Disney this week? I actually did a lot this week in the world of Disney, which awesome. is kind of 
not my norm. Uh, let's see. We went to Magic Kingdom. And you saw and the fireworks, right? We did. We went to go see um, Happily Ever After one last time because, you know, it's going away October 1st. So um, and we ate at Skipper's Canteen. And uh, that was the first time we had ever eaten there. And it was delightful. So uh, it was a nice evening, uh, except for the fact that we really did. We had to be um, evacuated off of the people mover. And we were stuck on it for an hour and almost missed the fireworks. But other than that, it was pretty good. Why didn't they so. evacuate you off it earlier? Why did they wait an hour? I have no idea. They just, it, it would like move 10 feet and it would stop. And then it would move and it would just kept inching us closer and closer to um, Space Mountain. And so then I was thinking, oh gosh, what if we were in Space Mountain? Because I know there were people that were in there sitting in the dark when mm -hmm. it stopped. So, and they were also stuck for an hour. But um, that's the first time I've ever been um, evacuated off a ride. Really? So, it is. Wow. I mean, that's pretty crazy, actually. So did that, uh, saw, um, I, I'm going to mispronounce it, that Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's correct. Okay. So saw that movie. How What did you think of it? I liked it. Everything in phase four so far, I've been very happy with. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm like, I was a little apprehensive about the introduction of new characters because of course, you know, Marvel is so beloved in our family. Uh, but it was a, it was a great movie and, um, am definitely excited to see how this all kind of blends in, you know, as we go on through phase four mm -hmm. and also just finished watching the new episode of what if, which was probably one of, um, my favorite ones so far. Okay, cool. That's, that's you, so you have done a lot, huh? Yeah, I know. That's exciting. What about you? I watched seven Disney movies. Just joking. I don't watch seven <laughs> Disney movies. But we watched the first, like, three pirate movies because Nick wanted to watch them. Yeah. And he absolutely loved them. Uh, and, and I like those movies, too. But you know something? They were really long, those movies. They're, like, yeah. super long. They're long. Mm -hmm. They're long. Yeah. But they're good. They're good movies. They're fun to watch. Uh, I didn't rewatch all the episodes of Turner and Hooch, but I watched the newest one, which was really good. I really enjoyed Turner and Hooch. Have you guys started watching it yet? No, not yet. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Uh, also, we watched some of the What If episodes, and there I like them a lot. Alex, what really turned me off was Alex said that he started watching them and he didn't like them, so I was kind of like, ah, maybe I won't watch them, you know, right now. But they're really good. I love them. I think you did the same thing with WandaVision. I think you watched like the first two episodes of WandaVision first and you're like, oh, they're all right. So I was like, well, maybe well, I'll hold off. Of course I watched the first two episodes first. That's what comes first. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you watched them first before me. Oh, yes. I yes. took your word yes. for it, which I really, really shouldn't. I shouldn't. You should learn. For it. You should learn. Yeah, I should. Um, for real. I mean, at this point. I haven't seen the last oh. two. So I'm hoping the last. I haven't seen the last two. So I'm hoping those are better. What about you, Alex? I didn't do anything. <laughs> You didn't do anything in Disney? I mean, we watched... <laughs> I'm going to say it. They said it in chat, but if they didn't say chat, I still would say it. We watched a lot of Bluey still. <laughs> I need to watch Bluey. You need to watch... Dude, everyone, if you're listening to this podcast, you have not watched Bluey, watch Bluey. I don't care if you're an adult. I don't care if you're a child. I don't care if you're old. I don't care if you're young. You watch Bluey. And if you don't have feels, then you have no soul. Uh, other than that, uh, pretty much nothing. So that's to his on Utopia. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.
Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis. USAA Insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.